This is On and Off Your Mat podcast, episode 80, Awakening and Healing Your Womb. Did you know that your womb is one of your strongest energetic centers? It affects your relationships, your sexuality, your health, your creativity, and your manifesting powers even. For today's episode, I sat down with Diana Bollier. Diana is a modern medicine woman, womb awakening teacher, coach, author, speaker, and storyteller. With studies in biology, human sciences, and psychoneuroimmunology, she worked as an anthropologist and a writer and researcher for international NGOs while focusing on addiction, homelessness, and women's services. After a deep and personal healing journey, she founded Sacred Woman Awakening, a new modality and healing path designed to help women overcome past sexual and emotional traumas to step into their new level of feminine embodiment and empowerment. If you like this podcast, you can continue to get inspired and learn even more with a premium subscription. As a member, you get access early to regular episodes, a ton of exclusive audio and video content, and the ability to request the exact kind of episode you need to continue to deepen your practice. Since this subscription is on Patreon, you can also contribute to the community as it's a crowdfunding platform that enables fans like you to support creators like me in sharing everything yoga has to offer with the world sounds good well if it does visit patreon.com slash on and off your mat and become a premium member at the same time you're supporting me in the creation and the production of this podcast so i really appreciate it all right ready let's get to our episode of today hi diana hello erica thank you so much for joining me today it's a real pleasure. So, Diana, for listeners that don't know you, can we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey into creating or focusing your work on Sacred Women Awakening? Of course. So, uh, yes, I'm the founder of Sacred Women Awakening, which is um, my organization, which I founded about five years ago with the aim of helping women to work spiritually, energetically, and emotionally with the womb. Mm. And it was quite a journey that took me there. Um, and it started when I was really coming out of university and having had a very left-brained education mm-hmm. um, and feeling really quite lost about who I was and what I was going to do in the world. But having, in a way, the good fortune that I'd studied anthropology at university and so I was already starting to understand a little bit about the worlds of uh, shamanism and energy and um, how people, how different cultures um, see medicine and healing. That Mm. was really a great foundation for me as I left university, but really with no practice or experience on that that path. And then in my early 20s, I had a real depression, a kind of big blow in my life. And that led me on to receiving um, body work, energetic body work. There's a form called shiatsu, which comes from Japan, but the origin is really in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. and in uh, the meridians and the energy systems. And I spent about 10 years um, receiving, then training in, and then practicing, and then teaching shiatsu, getting really deep into it, and really starting to understand how emotions and energy flow through the body. It was mm-hmm. a very embodied practice, and it was very kind of related around trauma release, and ended up working with a lot of people who were sustaining heavy trauma, so women's shelters, um, homeless centers, addiction centers, a lot of frontline work in London, where I was living at the time. 
And at this point, um, starting to teach shiatsu to students and also practicing quite a lot, uh, as I say, mainly trauma resolution work, I really felt like there was something else I needed to know about myself. I didn't really feel like I'd encountered the, the real answers for my own life. Mm-hmm. I still had a lot of issues around my sexuality, my self-confidence, relationships to men. And I, f- I found a lot of information flowing to me around shamanic work. So shamanic work um, 14 years ago when I was first discovering it wasn't as well known as it is now. I think there's been really quite a big explosion of awareness about that work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was kind of something you had to look for. And the forms of shamanic work I found weren't anything to do with ayahuasca or teaching plants in any description. It was all about using the drum to go into a state of consciousness where you could begin to see another aspect of reality, which is what shamans called the spirit world. And as I began to receive shamanic healing, I was learning how to journey into this world and I felt that I had come home spiritually into a family of guides and spirit helpers mm. who were able to teach and show me things in my life about myself, about my relationships, about others, and essentially who I was and what my purpose was. That was just this incredible stream of direct knowledge and healing. And it was really one of the most pivotal defining moments of my life. And I spent the next seven, eight years really in an apprenticeship as a shamanic practitioner, learning how energies operate within people and how people heal through doing energy work and through having this incredible input of the intuitive truth truth that comes when you connect with your spirit guides. Mm. And it was all just incredibly beautiful work. And yet I still wasn't done on the journey. I still felt that there was more, that I wasn't dealing with key areas of my life still. I wasn't able to really be in a stable, happy relationship. And I still had a very difficult relationship to my own body, my own sexuality, my own experience of being a woman. I still wasn't at all comfortable in that. I had a lot of self-esteem issues. And what happened um, in that juncture was that I began to have my sexual abuse memories. I began to realize and remember that I'd been a victim of sexual abuse as a young child. Mm. And that that had happened over various years and various uh, events and this was really the pivotal moment that led me to discover the world of my womb because what was essentially happening was that my womb was waking up and telling me what she was holding and so that memory recall which is very common for sexual abuse uh, survivors so anyone who's listening will recognize this that you can go through this period of memory recall which is very very um, challenging was essentially the call of my womb to say, I'm ready for you to wake up. I'm ready for you to see what's been happening inside your body that you didn't remember or that you suppressed. And I'm ready for you to heal this. And so as I was going through these experiences, I received a very strong intuitive inner call to start sharing ways with women about how we could heal the womb. And I would organize these little workshops and I had no idea what would happen. And as I would sit with women over the course of three or four days, I would feel all this information streaming through me and all these energetic healing tools coming through me, Mm. um, which seemed to be very effective. And I was sharing this with kind of bigger and bigger groups of women as I went along the years. And eventually, as I kept sharing this work, 
a kind of body of work began to solidify. And I started experiencing working with women who'd had all sorts of different experiences in their lives, whether it was like me, some kind of sexual abuse in childhood, uh, whether it was even more serious, such as um, satanic ritual abuse, whether they had um, fertility issues and child uh, childbirth trauma. I started working with women who had all these different traumas and realizing that there was such a power to bringing our intuition and our self-healing energy into the womb. And that was, that, that was creating just incredible shifts for the women I worked with. And eventually, after about four years, I felt the call to then train practitioners in that body of work. And that is essentially the bulk of the work I do now, is training the practitioners all over the world in this modality called Sacred Womb Awakening, which I've established. That sounds really amazing. Is it mostly geared towards women that have been victim of abuse or sexual trauma in a way, or is it really for every woman? Well, I think the key to that is really understanding that um, trauma is collective for us. Mm. So that obviously some of us as individuals have been through very specific individual events in our childhood or in adulthood, which we can call, you know, kind of heavy traumas. Mm -hmm. Many of us have had unhappy or hurtful sexual experiences or maybe sexual relationships where we felt wounded or we didn't feel seen or we didn't feel fully loved. And then what I feel all it's happening for all of us is that we're kind of swimming in a kind of ancestral and collective soup of having been collectively over time traumatized by patriarchy, mm. by what's happened to women over many hundreds of years in many cultures, uh, the devaluation of our bodies, uh, the fact that we haven't really owned our bodies and that often um, marriage has been a vehicle for rape, you know, mm -hmm. and abuse. Um, and it feels that for, for, for me, um, I see women in the West, in certain countries, in certain cultures, really starting to only just now step out of a paradigm where traumatization and wounding of their sexual and emotional and spiritual self has just been kind of endemic. And we're still holding those memories ancestrally through our mother line. We're holding the energetic kind of vibration of that trauma at a collective level. So at that level, I would say that everybody will benefit from engaging in this work Mm -hmm. But of course, there are individuals who need it more on an individual level. Absolutely. And also to add that um, the same healing work can be done with men. Um, men also have an energetic womb and men also sustain trauma sexually mm -hmm. um, and also very much need to heal their sexual energy for many different reasons. And at the moment, I am working with my, with my beloved, my partner, to uh, really be able to then mirror out this work into for men so that it's applicable to them so that they understand it from their experience as well. Mm -hmm. I'm sure eventually it would be interesting to work with partners, like in couples. Yes, that's really the eventual aim of this work is to really empower and help couples to heal together. Mm. You know, couples who are really ready to take a deep dive and mm -hmm. to really support each other and love each other through healing whatever they may be facing, whatever ever, ever may lie within them. That's beautiful. So how has your own healing journey allowed you to transform the relationships or allowed you to transform your relationship, uh, your sexuality or your health in general? What are people mm. can, you know, see or hope or 
look for as a benefit of this work? It's a great question. So, so you asked about you know relationships, sexuality, and health. Those three things. So I'll put kind of relationships and sexuality in one box in my answer, mm-hmm. um, so that I'm I'm kind of referring to love slash sexual relationships here. Mm-hmm. So most of my life, um, up into my forties, I found it very difficult to form stable and loving sexual relationships because I had such low self-esteem around my body, and now you'll know from my biography, such a lot of um, accumulated and unprocessed trauma that I was really unable to enter, to really be able to open up sexually and emotionally to a man. Mm. So my sexual experiences, I, I now realize with, in retrospect, were quite somehow quite superficial. I wasn't open. I was guarded. I was scared. I was insecure. And I was also sometimes attracting men who mirrored that back by being judgmental or by being distant or by being unavailable themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in this situation of constantly feeling quite alone and not really knowing how to be able to come into a satisfying and deep sexual relationship. And I went through a period of eight years of celibacy and that includes this five-year period that I was delving into my own trauma and um, developing this body of work. And during those eight years, I went through such an incredible transformation that when I did meet my partner, um, he described me as one of the most sensual and orgasmic women he'd ever met, (laughs) something that I absolutely was not before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was able to really open to him on all levels and trust him and trust myself and find just a very deep level of joy and connection with him that I'd been entirely incapable of, of... actually generating and manifesting before I'd gone through that process. Yeah, that is a huge transformation. It was a huge transformation. It was really kind of almost from one end of the spectrum to the other. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I walked through a whole whole journey from being really, uh, you know, not sexually opened and not not really sexually enjoying myself or others to kind of a full-blown, multi-orgasmic, you know, divine relationship, which, you know, with nothing, no stages in between in terms of relationship, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. really was the, the healing journey I took, which mm-hmm. led to that, and that was amazing. So so I, I hope for anyone who's listening, that's an inspiration and a hope. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone out there who feels that, you know, this kind of love and enjoyment and 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 self-love, because a lot of it for me was shedding a lot of layers of shame around my body mm-hmm. and trauma, which were preventing me from fully owning my, my sensuality, my sexuality, my enjoyment of my own body. You know, I want to say to anyone out there, you can actually move through this. You know, if I can, you can. And you can move through this and you can become very embodied and you can become available to love. Mm. And you can anchor yourself into, into such a degree of self-love that you can really magnetize a loving partner who's able to reflect back the love you already feel for yourself. Yes. And in, in terms of health, yes, I would say that um, I feel much more embodied as a result of this work. So I feel that my being is much more in my body than it was. I was very ungrounded before, kind of floating around, not feeling very safe on the earth. Mm-hmm. And I feel that as a result of that, it's easier for me to maintain my health uh, to feel vibrant, to feel energized, 
and to feel just a general sense of ease and well-being in my body. Mm. So that's really what, what for me has been the over, overall result in terms of health. Mm-hmm. Which sounds great. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So if people are, are getting more and more curious at this point and they want to know, okay, what does it What is it? What does it mean to heal or to to heal your wound or to heal your feminine energy? Or how do mm. I even access that energy? Can we dig into that a little mm. bit? Of course. So so the way I approach it, and I think there are many wonderful women and men around the world doing work on healing our feminine and masculine energies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just my approach. But um, the, the way I see it is that... Um, two of the biggest um, energy power centers that we have in our body are the womb and also the heart. And a lot of us are not in connection with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are still kind of in our heads. You know, we're not, we're not really, really in our bodies and we're not feeling the power and the energy and the consciousness that's in our bodies. So for me, the womb is, is not only an organ, obviously, The womb is this beautiful, miraculous organ that can hold a growing child and gestate a child and birth it out into the world, which is already pretty mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the womb is, beyond that, um, also a center of awareness. So the womb has consciousness. The womb has intuition. The womb has feelings. The womb has emotions. Mm. The womb has memories. And... Um, When we start really diving into the womb, we realize that she's a very multidimensional, multifaceted aspect of us. So one of the ways we can start to access her is through our intuition, just by intuitively listening to the womb, asking her to tell us her stories, Mm. to share her feelings. And the story of your womb is is a very beautiful story in the biography of a woman. You know, she remembers the first time you made love and she remembers um, that you held a child and she'll remember birth and she remembers abortions. She remembers miscarriages. She remembers um, all sorts of events in your life because she was at the center of them. Mm -hmm. And so there's a very beautiful process that happens when you really start listening intuitively and just feeling and hearing or experiencing that voice and wisdom of your womb, however you do that. And that's really the gateway. Um, the gateway is to understanding that your womb is alive and conscious and a part of you that you can access. And then um, a lot of women, once they start to really listen to their womb, suddenly realize that they have been very much neglecting uh, their womb, that aspect of themselves. Perhaps they haven't respected their womb. Perhaps they allowed all sorts of people into themselves sexually who weren't worthy. Um, Perhaps they've neglected the deep feelings that were held there. So there begins a process of wishing to somehow acknowledge and heal whatever's happened there, whatever that story is. And in the way I teach the work, there are various areas that we can look at. And one of the obvious areas is to bring healing energy and healing light into any kind of trauma that's happened for the womb. So mm-hmm. that's trauma big and small, you know, so obvious areas of trauma, the ones I've described before, you know, kind of childhood abuse, rape, mm-hmm. um, ritual abuse. These are the heavy traumas. But there can be traumas of all kinds at all levels, um, which lead the womb to be carrying sadness or be, to be carrying a memory that 
is somehow um, compromising your sense of full integrity and joy as a woman. Mm-hmm. And so we work with bringing healing light into the womb as a beautiful offering and a gift to the womb so that she can clear that. We also um, very specifically work on the mother line. So there is a lot of inherited emotional transmission that comes from our mother's wombs and our grandmother's wombs and our great-grandmother's wombs all the way down our mother line into our womb. And that, of course, includes all the strength and love and power and beauty of our ancestors. But it can also include us um, at a cellular level, at a DNA level as well, taking on and storing unprocessed trauma that our mother line has experienced. Mm -hmm. So our mother lines may have been through wars, uh, times of deprivation, times of oppression, times of where sexual violence where it was, was widespread and condoned. Um, all sorts of times upon the earth that then have gone to accumulate and we may be carrying all sorts of those traumas within us as memories, as kind of white noise um, traumas, I call them. You know, it's just there, like white noise. We don't notice it's there, mm-hmm. but it's informing us and it's um, preventing us from feeling a full safety, a full clarity in our bodies and in that aspect of ourselves. And when we clear it, we can embody further. We can really claim our bodies more deeply and feel their joy more deeply. Um, there's a lot of work also around regaining the, in, the intuition that we naturally have in our womb. Mm-hmm. So I feel that our womb represents our kind of deepest inner self. We can find our deepest spiritual guidance in our womb. So the guidance of who we actually are as souls can really be accessed there. And so the womb is where I go to find my truth on things. Mm. Whether it's, um, you know, something as, 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 as uh, banal as, you know, what kind of food is good for my body um, or something really, really important like, you know, um, there's a professional path that's been um, offered to me or an opportunity. Should I take it? Is it truly for my highest good? And the mind says one thing, the ego says another thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But in the womb, um, I find that we can access a voice which is very pure and true and which really can steer us in the the right direction. So it's really almost like using the womb as a compass. Mm -hmm. So it's that once we've done the clearing work, once we've cleaned trauma, once we've cleaned wounding, we can somehow then find a a clarifying connection into the womb where we find wisdom. And that's very, very beautiful. So these are just a kind of sprinkling of the areas that I work with, which uh, are coming through. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So we listen so we can tap into our intuition, so we can tap into the feelings, into the memory that live there. We So we can experience the wisdom that lives there eventually, but through starting by wishing to heal it. And then you talked about a ritual of bringing healing energy, healing light to clear and so then we can connect. Is that kind of in a summary? Yes, that's that's definitely one aspect of the pathway. Yeah. Okay. It's a kind of very important aspect of the pathway. It really is, you know, restoring this aspect of ourselves, mm-hmm. restoring this aspect of our natural embodied wisdom as women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so once we start to do this work, you know, you talked about past trauma and you talked about, you know, ancestors, but... There's also the relationship we have currently with the masculine energy. So how do we mm. either reset 
with general, you know, masculine energy or how do we share or what do we share with our current partners to continue to create and cultivate that healing? Mm, very good question. So yes, a lot of a lot of the work uh, around trauma healing actually helps us to create a very clear vessel within our womb which then goes on to create a, to kind of attract a very pure masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So my experience is that trauma tends to attract more trauma. Mm. So women who've been traumatized will then kind of attract um, perhaps men or masculine energies which have the same kind of imprint as earlier experiences that have, re-tra- that have traumatized them previously. And so it kind of creates a chain of repeated experiences that just come round and round again, maybe through different people in different forms. And there's a kind of getting, in, getting entrapped by your own trauma into being in the vibration of trauma and then attracting the vibration of more trauma. So, for example, it could be that you've experienced sexual trauma um, as a child, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in my, as in my case. And then you go on to attract men who don't feel fully safe or who aren't fully respecting your boundaries, for example, mm. which would be two very key aspects of, um, of sexual abuse not feeling safe and having your boundaries violated, right? Mm -hmm. And so by not clearing that past trauma, you are writing um, an experience with your present relationships. You are already writing an experience with your present relationships and attracting from a place of woundedness at a very deep subconscious level. So when you do the trauma clearing, what you're doing is you're clearing that slate so that now you are in a more purified state. You are now encompassing um, energies of trust and love, or openness um, and self-respect and all sorts of other qualities. And then magnetically you are attracting a masculine energy that is a counterpart to that. Mm. And what I've discovered is that women who start doing this work and are in a relationship that is either boundary violating or disrespectful or abusive on some level, will then no longer be able to sustain that relationship because at a deep energetic level, they are no longer saying yes to it. They're no longer locked into it. They have cleared their part. And they're conscious of it as well. And they're conscious of it as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a dislocation. It's like the puzzle pieces no longer fit at that deep subconscious womb level and the you know, the sexual energy of the woman and the sexual energy of the man, it no longer locks together. And so what happens in those cases is that either those women will leave that that man or that masculine partner, and it can also be a woman, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a heterosexual relationship at all. It can, you know, be that that, that um, abusive partner is a woman as well. Or they will challenge that partner to grow with them and to also shed their own patterns so um, that's also a very interesting process. And, you know, and I see women go through it again and again. You know, will their partner step up to the plate with them, you know, or will there be resistance to that or inability to, to move with that? And so that really comes on to um, your question about working with partners. So ideally, when we're doing this work, we would, or as a woman and we're in a relationship with a man or, or a partner, we would be wanting to um, have a partner who's, who's willing to do the work with us. Mm-hmm. So as we're clearing trauma, they're clearing trauma. 
as we're um, strengthening our, our boundaries, they're doing the same. As we're tuning into our intuition, they're doing the same. And I think that's very beautiful when both people can go on a journey together. Mm-hmm. And really to that end, um, I am developing now with my partner a body of work uh, where we can really see the mirror image of what's happening in men so that eventually partners can work together and have a roadmap um, for the masculine and for the feminine in this healing pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that there's a really clear container for a couple who know that they love each other and that they're committed to each other, but who also know that they have the potential to be more than they are, mm-hmm. you know, and that they both have a deep desire to heal and an awareness of things that need healing so that they can both work in tandem with each other and really understand how each other is experiencing those energies. Mm-hmm. Concretely, once we are doing our work, uh, whether or not we have a partner, do you have any other tips or suggestions on how to uphold our boundaries when we're clearer on them or how to create that healthy space for a more, let's say, sacred sexuality? Yes. So, wonderful question. Um, Doing womb work will often kind of automatically strengthen our boundaries because it helps us to. really clear sort of energetic entanglements. So one of the aspects of the work, which I haven't mentioned yet, is how we can understand the energetics of things like codependency Mm -hmm. or relationship addiction, where essentially you are plugging into the energy field of the other person or they are plugging into you and you are both literally attempting to feed from each other. So that's really the basis of codependency is I feel empty or lacking. You feel empty or lacking. I'm going to try and fill myself up with your love and energy and you're going to try and fill yourself up with my love and energy, Mm -hmm. you know, which always inevitably leads to this isn't enough. It's not working, you know, give me more, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Impossible. Um, And so two things that, that the womb work does in that respect is it really helps you to fill yourself up with your own love and your own energy so you're no longer feeling the lack it um, gives you tools to draw back and disentangle from these entangled codependent style relationships or it allows you to release energies that are kind of invading you or release yourself from kind of what I call vampirizing other people sucking off other people's (laughs) energy Mm -hmm. (laughs) which unfortunately is a very real and common thing in relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And it allows you to really come to center and define who you are, feel that who you are is complete and whole and beautiful and full of love. And then very fiercely from there saying, I am enough and therefore I will only allow in the energy that corresponds to the love I feel for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it becomes more of a, not even a choice, it becomes part of who you are. It becomes part of who you are. It's your, your level of um, self-love, your level of you know, self-responsibility and fullness then correlate with the level of the boundaries that you hold. And, it, and then it becomes effortless, actually. It becomes very clear. So um, one of the things that can happen for women is, is, is they're making the transition from a very entangled relationship with another, potentially, So really getting that clear boundary is then they just can't be around people. They physically can't be around people Mm. who are holding that energy of entanglement. It becomes repulsive. It becomes very, very unattractive. 
because they've established this really, really clear, firm temple around themselves. You know, they become a temple of their own light. And they don't want this kind of low-level interaction anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get it. So this whole work, I feel like it's moving us from feeling wounded in some way or feeling broken in some way into feeling whole, right? So we've talked yes. about a lot of stuff already, but are we missing anything in that kind of trajectory? <laughs> There's one last element of the trajectory which is worth mentioning, and this really comes from all my years of shamanic work mm -hmm. um, and my observations on what, what healing is really at an energetic level, and, and that is um, healing any aspects of us that do feel empty. So from a shamanic perspective when we go through our lifetime, we're, we're experiencing all these multiple traumas, obviously, and we, we go through traumas big and small all the time. It's just part of life. We can't help it. You know, birth is pretty traumatic. Death may be traumatic. And mm -hmm. in the, then in the steps in between, we can expect a, a fair sprinkling of additional ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the luck, lucky is the human who can claim not to have experienced any trauma. And um, so... So one of the things energetically that happens within the womb, but also within the energy system as a whole, is that when we experience a trauma, let's say, um, let's say it's something really big like a car accident, or let's say it, it was something like a conversation which left you feeling really shattered. You know, someone really laid into you, mm -hmm. and you just felt really shaken and shattered after that. Or you've had a car accident, and you go into shock, and you feel really shaky and quivery. One of the things that's happening energetically is that your, your energy field is being kind of smashed and it's being fragmented by what's just happened because it was a trauma. So you can think of your energy system as a beautiful crystal vase that is full of your energy and containing your energy, but it's actually quite fragile. You know, it can be, you could, you could be in a collision, a car collision, or someone could really fire some verbal arrows at you mm -hmm. and that would cause your energy to, to, to really break up and you notice that when you go into shock when you become ungrounded or, or you get a bit dizzy or you know um, you don't know what day of the week it is anymore you know all of these signs or you're just feeling really upset you know mm -hmm. and out of it so these shock moments these trauma moments are signs that your energy field has fragmented and pieces of you that should be grounded into your body, helping you feel grounded and safe and whole, are no longer inside you. They've kind of flown away. Um, your energy has is, is kind of become displaced. And when you have repeated experience of this, you end up with a very fragmented energy body and very and empty gaps where your own personal energy is meant to be. Mm -mm, so, for example... A woman who's experienced sexual abuse will have had a lot of energy fragmentation in her womb. Her womb, the energy of her womb, may actually be quite empty or quite absent um, because she's been traumatized and her vital energy is no longer home, no longer where it's meant to be. It's flown away. It's gone. Mm -hmm. And it's there. It exists, but it's not in her body anymore. And it needs to be called back. And so when you have that, inner emptiness um that's what's giving you that feeling of i'm not full i'm not enough uh i need a man to complete my life you know mm -hmm. or i need more ice cream or i need more <laughs> cigarettes or i need more alcohol or you know a lot of addictions result from this feeling of fragmentation and emptiness as mm -hmm. well as neediness or 
not feeling complete in yourself, not feeling enough, then we can really call this energy back. So a very powerful medicine and shamanic word called soul retrieval. And so within Womb Awakening, I teach a kind of updated or modern day version of soul retrieval where we consciously call back fragmented pieces of our energy that have been lost through trauma so that we can build back an absolute and complete fullness in our energy mm-hmm. so that we really can actually feel complete in ourselves so that that's not just a nice affirmation in a book somewhere like I am mm-hmm. fully and complete in myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know sounds really nice but what, what the hell is that to actually feeling it mm-hmm. you know and with time when we retrieve more and more of these pieces of ourselves through consciousness, through through awareness, through doing energy exercises, consciously bringing the pieces back, bringing them back into our body, integrating them back, then we can really feel this real true fullness of who we are as human beings, feeling that we have the love, we have the power, we have the willpower, we have the voice, we have the groundedness, because all the aspects of our energy field are intact again. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is so interesting. That, right. <laughs> we're, I feel like we're just scratching the surface, yet there's so much we could talk about. Um, but for, you know, honoring your time here today, we're going to mm-hmm. wrap this up soon. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish? If there's like one takeaway, I know in the beginning you said to listeners, you know, if I can do it, you can do it too. But if there's one takeaway you'd mm-hmm. like people to leave with today after this time together, what would that be? I think what I would say is we've, we've spent a lot of time on this planet being re-traumatized collectively for many thousands of years. We are now stepping into a time where we can heal individually and collectively. If you feel the call to do it, follow it. Mm. Do your work and know that um, by doing your work, you're not only helping yourself, but you are helping to heal your ancestors and your children and the collective, and the earth herself. Mm. So to Mm. anyone who feels a call to do this healing work, please do it because you are needed. You are needed so much, and your your healing path and your journey has such a value for the earth herself. That's all I'll say. That's so beautiful. (laughs) All right, I'll put all your information in the show notes, but in the meantime, I know you have a lot of um, available free stuff on your website for people to start this journey where is the best place for people to find you if they want to ask more questions, if they want to work with you in some capacity? So on my website, which is sacredwomanawakening.com, um, you'll find a couple of free gifts. One is called the Self-Love Miracle, and mm-hmm. that is all about bringing self-love into your life as a foundation for healing. And then I have a four-part video course, which is all about the eight steps from being a wounded woman to being a whole woman. And so a lot of the things I've talked about in this podcast, I go into in more depth there. So that's a great way to explore things. Then you can do my online eight-week course, which is where you put everything that I've been teaching into practice, all the energy energy practices, all the ways to actually do the work um, and to really do the healing is in my eight-week course. Um, And I'll also be opening an online community in the next three months. Mm -hmm with my partner where I'll be teaching live interactive classes every month uh, on this topic, on foundations of healing, on womb awakening for men and for women, Mm. um, on shamanic journeying and healing, on all sorts of things. 
And so um, on my website, you can also join the VIP list for that community. And I, and I encourage you to do that if you want to get some initial free offers as we launch. It's going to mm-hmm. be a wonderful place to, to connect with me directly every month. And there'll be forums and Q&As every month. So it's a really um, a very intimate container for anyone who wants to join us and come on a very big healing journey with us. Amazing. Sounds awesome. I'm going to look into it for sure. Thank you so much for your time today. This was a very, very enlightening episode. (laughs) Thank you so much, Erica. It was a real honor to be on your show. And thank you so much for inviting me. And thank you to all the listeners as well. It's been wonderful to spend this time with you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen. Come and connect with us on Instagram at On and Off Your Mat Podcast as we revisit every single episode since the beginning. You can also visit patreon.com slash on and off your mat to become a premium member and get your hands on all our exclusive content and give back to the community. Check out the show notes or my website, ericabelanger.com, to find more info about our guest stuff today or my top five biggest takeaways from this episode. Now, before you go, I just want to say a last thank you to Alexander Saba working in the background, creating the music, editing, and mastering this podcast. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time.